From the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by GEICO. Switch today and see all the ways you can save. Choose VA. Veterans get the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit swbc.com. Now, your host, Shannon Gross. Welcome to the show. It is a very special show tonight. As it, this, We'll just call it our Thanksgiving show. Even though it's Thanksgiving Eve, we'll call it our Thanksgiving show live here from Cowboys Club in Frisco, Texas. And before we introduce our two, I can't think of two better people to have on this show for Thanksgiving. To my right, I'll introduce first Kevin Gray from 105.3 The Fan. How are you tonight, Great. Kevin? Santa, good to see you once again. It's Nate, good to see you once good again. To Glad you, to be here. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You too. How you been? I've been good, man. A little busy. It's holiday time, so you know what I mean? Spending more money than you actually have. Yep. But at the same time, it's a lot of fun, man. All right. All right. <laughs> and to your right is my, uh, my standard co-host on Wednesday nights. Uh, also, my fellow co-host on Hanging with the Boys every weekday on DallasCowboys.com, the great Nate Newton. How What's you doing, up? Nate? What's up, my friend? What's up, man? And I'm excited about this young man to my right. So uh, go ahead on. Just ignore me. I got to get this. Oh, you're sending out your tweet to <laughs> yeah. promote the show? Okay. All right. And to your right, a, a man that is also familiar with working on Thanksgiving, both during his career and after, the great Danny White. Welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you. How you doing? Thank you. Doing, doing well. Good, good. Good seeing you. Daddy, yeah. you, I, I know you want to eat your salad, man. I know it's great, but you got to be a little more excited than that. Because he's more concentrated <laughs> no, on the you salad. Know what? The salad's too good, man. This, the salad's this too was, good. This is why my media career didn't take off <laughs> like, like, like some of my right. cohorts. Right. Uh, me and Roger, I think, probably had the same type of demeanor, type of, of personality in that we didn't – we were trained – by Coach Landry, not to get too excited about yeah. things. You yeah. know, he'll get overexcited or underexcited, just keep an even keel. Uh-huh. And, and that shows up when you become a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. You can really tell on radio. You know, I mean, there's a big difference. So I've had to, I've had to force myself to actually try to get a little bit excited about things mm-hmm. because Michelle, our producer, and people I work with are constantly trying to get me to – Amp it up a little bit, and it's hard for me to do, man. I mean, my whole my whole life, I've been trained to just keep an even keel, and and uh, so anyway, maybe maybe before I die, I'll uh, get it figured out. But you know what? We, maybe we can get you excited before the end of the show. That's going to be right. our goal tonight. We'll, oh, okay. So we'll work on that. <laughs> what? And uh, Nate, I wanted to talk to you, but you still tweeting. Okay, no, go ahead. Holler at the problem. Holler at the problem. I'm going to get excited. Holler at That's what I was going to say. One yeah. guy that we've never had a problem getting excited on the show is Nate. Nate, never. He's always ready to and go. Let's, and let's just kick – I was going to save this for the last segment. Let's just kick it off since it's Thanksgiving oh, okay. And, okay. and we're here together and we're one big happy family tonight. You've eaten quite a few turkey legs on national TV. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, what, I have. What is your and off of national TV. Correct. Yes, yes. yes. Very, very observant, Danny. Danny's <laughs> warming up. Danny's he warming is, up. Yeah. Well, I got, I, I got somebody to end up flipping. But that's <laughs> look, 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 hey now. You guys, hey you guys, now. I, I knew him. I knew him when he was big Nate. Yeah, I, yeah. When I was <laughs> kitchen. You knew when I was a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, the kitchen. That's right. What was it like all those years, Nate? One, you know, Cowboys tradition playing on Thanksgiving. And then two, 
What are some of your What are some of your memories of, of sharing turkey legs with the offensive line and, and Coach Madden talking to you on Thanksgiving Day and Emmett being there? What's What What that, What are the traditions that you remember that stand out? That 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 was That was special. I'm, I'm And I'm a wait. I'm a wait because I used to watch him on TV mm-hmm. on Turkey Days. What was it like for you, Mr. White? Turkey Days. Well, it was a, It was It was special for us. You know, it was. It, <clears throat> The, the best thing that Tex Ram did for the Dallas Cowboys was to negotiate this deal. And I, I don't know if everybody knows the story. Nobody wanted to play it. on Thanksgiving. Nobody wanted – everybody wanted to be home with family. And, and so he went to the league and told the league, we'll play on Thanksgiving, but we want to deal with the league that we're going to play every Thanksgiving, and it's going to be at home. And, and what a big deal. Now, you look at this year – what a huge deal this is. Coming off a, an embarrassing loss, mm-hmm. nothing better, Nate, as you know, than to get back on the field as quick as you can. What you hate to do is have a bad loss and then have a bye week. Then mm-hmm. you're sitting around and it's just festering. and it's just, So you get back on the field. You're playing a team, you know, that, they, that we should beat. The Raiders are not playing very well right now. They have to travel. We don't. Then you get 10 days after the Thanksgiving Day game to rest up for the next one. So it's just a win-win kind of a deal. And to have it every year, to know that you can plan ahead of time, um, it was a big thing back then. Of course, back then it was us in Detroit. Yes. Now that now they got the third game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's still a big deal because the whole rest of the league is watching you. It's, another, it's a primetime game and, and – um, uh, anytime you can get that primetime stage where all the other players, all the other coaches, all the fans are watching, it's a big deal. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead, wow. Nate. And, 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 and I'm, and I'm going to tell you something, man. And I'm, I used to watch, man. I, you know, I used to sit at my house, what man. What do you mean you used to watch? No, I'm talking about <laughs> when I was growing up. I mean, I, when I was growing up, I watched you. I watched Raj. I watched – all of y'all, man, I'm, I'm coming from a kid point of view, mm-hmm. man. It just, man, I've been a Cowboys since I was 10, 11 years old, man, yeah. watching you. So when I came and was a part of this, on this Thursday thing with these guys. Nate was a big part of it, let me tell you. Not, <laughs> not, more than one way, right? Literally and figuratively. But, but, but no, he don't get Nate, excited, but he can crack jokes. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, but let me tell you something. When Nate joined the team, there was a, there was a difference. He made a difference. In our yeah. football team, and that was the beginning. That was the beginning of the build back. Yeah, you know, we we took a dive in the early '80s. Now '85, we won the division. We weren't right. supposed to. '86, we were off to a, the greatest start in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and then I broke my wrist against right. the Giants. That then we that. went wow. one, uh, one and one and seven. Mm-hmm. One and yeah, eight. yeah. We took a down a nose. The end of that year. Lead. Then the next year was. Was horrible. Ooh. Then we got Nate, and that started. <laughs> right. No, I'm, seriously, that started the the build back of the Dallas Cowboys into the early '90s, and then we all know what happened. You know, after Troy got here, and Nate started Telling blocking for him. They made Nate a fullback and started giving him the ball, which which was a mistake. He let it go. To do, he let it go to yeah. his yeah. Let it go to his head. <laughs> hey, let me yeah. tell you, it was the beginning. I told everybody they built the team around me, not Troy, Mike, and Emmett. You know? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but you know what? Playing on Thanksgiving, man, and once we started winning, sir, once we started, things started happening, man. And John Madden, you know, 
I spoke to Mr. Madden one day in New York. We was playing the New York Giants, and we was getting beat and all that. But I said, Mr. Madden, how you doing? And he called me by my first. He said, how you doing, Nate? And it blew oh me away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It blew me away. Yeah. For, for John Madden to know yeah. me, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so he came the following, a couple of weeks later. Even though we wasn't a very good team, he would still come. He came a couple of weeks later and said. To call the game, right? Yeah. And he okay. said, I want to speak to Nate before the game. And we built a relationship, wow. man. Wow. And it's still going on Did he today. call you in the hotel? Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, we was at, yeah, we was yeah. at the hotel. And we talked, man. And then. We, you know how to come in and interview before the game and right. stuff like that uh, at the, at the uh, back at the old place, and we talking, man. Him and uh, Mr. Summerall, and we enjoying it, man. And then he said, well, "How would you like, you know, you know, if you play a good game, you can get a turkey leg, man." That's all you needed to hear. I had a good game, yeah. and from that point on, whether it's, I had whether I won the turkey or not, I was the guy that was introducing everybody for the turkeys. He's it's funny to hear Nate talk about the old place. You're talking about Valley Ranch. Yes, Valley Ranch. It was yeah, that's the old place. The, yeah. the, you know, it's all relative because the old place for me was, was Royal Lane. Yeah, yeah Royal yeah, Lane, yeah. yeah. Over there on Forest Lane. Ooh. Forest and Royal and um, um that was the old place. And that's when we were a real football team. If you ask me now, my career goes back when you know, and then we we got the fancy, the, the big, big hot tub and the cold and all the fancy locker room and and it was state of the art. Everything was state of the art except the football team. The <laughs> football team. Yeah, that was coming up. later. That football was coming team later. Went, right. Yeah, it was coming later. But you know, it's funny how how you think. You know, the more you money you spend, the more you surround players with all the facilities. And, you know, that, that it would make them better. But it did not yeah. with us. You know, and I think it was because of the type of player that Tom Landry recruited. Yes. He got guys that were old school, that were, you know. Hard not. Hard not. Hungry. Hard, hard workers. They weren't the fastest, biggest, strongest guys in the league. But they were the best prepared, hardest working, you know, guys that hated to lose. Um, and, and those kind of guys don't respond well to fancy surroundings and, and being coddled and babied and all of that. And, you know, so anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's a little bit of the history of, of Thanksgiving, Let me give I guess. you a better history. Yeah. When I walked into that old place on Royal Lane because I came when it stated art. And so I got, got back kind of early, and they're like, okay, now I'm going to take you over here and let you see where the Cowboys used to practice. Yeah, man, the carpet was dirty. We guys spitting the spit tunes and smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, everybody smoked. <laughs> I'm like, what? And baby, you walked in like, wow, man. <laughs> it was. It, and you look over the fence and you a big old field in the back. But yeah, it was like a big old warehouse. Blue. I was like, wow. And then they took us over to the state of the art. Yeah, over to the old place, which this place Val- makes Valley that Ranch. look like. Yeah, Valley, yeah, Ranch. Valley Ranch. Oh, I was like, man, I called my peeps, man. I wish my big Comeback phone back then could have took pictures. Yeah. You know, back big, big Zach Morris. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, Kevin, did you grow up a Cowboys fan? I did. So I'm a third generation Dallas Cowboy fan. So actually. what are your what are your Thanksgiving Day memories? You know, honestly, it's really cool because my dad is a huge Cowboys fan. For folks who don't know, my great uncle, rest in peace, Willie Towns, played for Tom Tom Landry and uh, was a starter in the Ice Bowl. Holds the unofficial rookie record for sacks in the season, and um, it was passed down to me and my family. So. Sitting at home, Thanksgiving Day, watching Nate and Troy and Emmett and those guys do their thing. It was a lot of fun to watch. And those are some of the best memories that I have as a kid, being able to sit around, 
enjoy football, good food, obviously, and being able to watch Cowboys football. It doesn't get much better than that. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, Danny, you mentioned it, so I guess we'll talk about it. Oh, loss up in Kansas City. We got to oh, we got to talk about what happened and what we got to do to fix this let's thing. Be man. brief. Before <laughs> we will we will only spend one segment on it. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. We with special guests Danny White and Kevin Gray to my right, and the great Nate Newton to his right. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. We'll be right back. From the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Welcome back on Thanksgiving Eve for this special show with our very special guest, Danny White. And before we get back to the show, Kevin, did you know that at SWBC they have customized solutions for individuals and businesses and you're just a click away? 
I do now. I knew that. Well, I'll tell you what. After the show, <laughs> all of you go visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure after the show. Don't do it on the show because we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Shannon Groves here with Kevin Gray, Nate Newton, and the great Danny White. And, Danny, you mentioned it last segment. I didn't even want to talk about it on the show, but because you brought it up, I think we have to address the issue. Kevin, what the hell happened Sunday? Uh, Chris Jones is what happened. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Chris Nate, Jones is, is Nate what preached all week, and that's all the only name he said all week on our show. So have at it, Kevin. What, what did Chris Jones do? Uh, he wrecked the entire Dallas Cowboys offensive line is what he did. Uh, whether it was Zach Martin, whether it was Connor McGovern, it was, he was no respecter of uh, the offensive line on, on Sunday. And uh, they did a good job of moving him up and down the line. And he was really able to get a lot of pressure uh, on the Cowboys offensive line. So I'm interested to see how they bounce back this week. Tyron Smith looks like he's going to be ready to go mm -hmm. uh, on Thanksgiving Day. That's going to be a big help to really stabilize that left side of the offensive line. But uh, – Give Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for Kansas City, a lot of credit. Had a good game plan, physical play with his corners up against these receivers, and more importantly, allowed guys like Frank Clark and Chris Jones to get home. And uh, they had 14 sacks going into the game on Sunday. They had five. So it was a five. five yeah, six, five yeah. Uh, on Sunday. Themselves, Chris Jones had three and a half of his own. So that just tells you all you need to know about how the Chiefs were able to get after the Cowboys on Sunday. Chris Jones had his coming out party in the Cowboys' backfield on Sunday afternoon, and now the whole world knows about him. Unfortunately, we didn't know that much about him going into the game, but now we do. <laughs> a little too late now. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is yeah. a heck of a player. I think he's going to have a great season going forward. Yeah. What did you, you see, Nate? Uh, just, you know, when I was looking at film on him, man, I, you, you know when you see a Bulldog. Oh, yeah. And, and he – you know, he has the ability to, to power over you. He has the ability. When you, I see a guy that's 6'5", uh, 310, 15 pounds, and he can play de a little bit of defensive end and a whole lot of three technique over the guard, and then he can get over your nose. Yep. That, that's a valuable guy. That sounds guy. like a nightmare. And, and then he plays <laughs> at, on a high level. His motor runs pretty high. So that, that's, that's scary. And that, that's what alerted me to him. And I saw him a little bit last year, and then uh, – and I hate to bring up money because, you know, as an ex-player, you know, we always fighting for more. But when, when your starting quarterback has a contract that allows guys like him to get paid, and that was one of the things I remember Chris Jones said, man, I, I want to be on this team because our quarterback took a little less so I can be paid to stay here. And so I know when it's time to be big dogging, he's going to do what it takes. There were, Nate, as an offensive lineman, there were a couple of moving parts on the offensive line this week. One, Tyron Smith, game-time decision, wound up not playing, and then you switched the, the Connors out. Yeah. Was that a smart move going into a week where you really needed – you were going into a statement game. Should, should they have waited, let that play out a little bit? Was that the time to do it? Did you agree with the move? Talk a little bit about the moving parts on the offensive line. The reason line. the move didn't bother me is because – it was twofold for me, and I tried to talk to some people that was close to the situation. Uh, they think these guys are pretty equal. The one just had experience, and the other one didn't. Connor McGovern didn't have the experience, but they marked they marked the other kid. You have had three or four games in a row where this kid has had one or more holdings. Some games, almost yeah. Three, you're three talking, holdings. About, talking about the officials Connor mark. Reed. The officials mark. Yeah. yeah. See, Danny, I try to tell people this, and you know this for as a player. You have a four-game window where referees look at film, and you have to erase all those bad marks because they don't want to see 
game after game after game. Well, he had four games and four holdings, two or more. You you were marked. So now yeah. they, they and the coach the coach before the game like, hey man, better watch that fifty two. Yeah. Hey man, watch that fifty two. So players flailing on you, and even if you, have, you get through the game and not holding, they gonna get it. Yeah. And he was marked, and they want to take that pressure off that kid. They still believe in him. They want to take it off, and they want to see what this other kid can do because they say he earned the right to have a chance. So it's just too bad that you got to have Chris Jones as your uh, <laughs> your first assignment. Your first assignment. <laughs> yeah. But this kid played, and he got through the game, and he will get better. So let's give him a game or two to see because we know, and 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 I I, I give it to Coach Fieldman, the offensive line coach. I think he, he saw what his kid was starting to lose confidence. You know, so. You got to make a change sometime, and it ain't. It, you don't have a seventeen of these. It ain't like the NBA, so you have eighty-two of them. Right. You, you only have That's seventeen right. of them. It'll it, help having Tyron Smith to your left to be able to look over and have some help yes. <laughs> on that left side of the offensive line too, with Conor McGovern put, being there. Put that, that put that bionic arm out there. And That's right. Snatch him up, <laughs> Danny. How big of a how big of a impact do you think not having Amari? In the game, we saw a lot of drop balls. Like what we talked about it on our show, a lot of people out there are like, "Oh, CD's a number one. He's a number one." But you saw in this game where when your number one, when your number two slides into number one, three slides into two, four yeah. slides into three. Right. <laughs> the the level of competition on the defensive side kind of makes up for for that that transition. So, what did how big of an impact was that Amari not being in the game? I. To be honest with you, I don't think it was an impact at all because because we had Gallup coming back. Uh, timing was good from that standpoint. I'm thinking going in, man, this timing couldn't have been better because, yeah, you're losing Amari on the top end, but you got Michael coming back in. And yes. and um, uh, and we've, we've, we've got a great group, I still think, mm-hmm. even without Amari. I think we've got one of the best groups of wide receivers in, in the league. Um, but – Getting him back will be nice, no question about it. But, but I have not seen people get on Dak that quickly all year. This has been the best pressure-wise. This has been the, the, the most that teams have forced the opposing quarterback to get the ball out quickly. This, this, has been, had, this team had the most impact of any team I've seen all year. So I don't think whether he was throwing it to, you know, to, to Amari or – or who CD. he was throwing to, yeah, mm-hmm. CD, or um, I don't think it would have mattered because I think there's, there's four guys there that can all run routes, get open, create separation, and catch the ball. Um, but you got to get to them first. Yeah. See, I, I tried, you know, when I, look at a, when I look at a film, when I look at tape, you know, I'm offensive lineman, whatever, the first thing I look at is because everybody has one or two great skill position players, whether it's offensive or defense. So with the big separator is your offensive and defensive lines. Is your off, can your offensive line maintain this defensive line that you're facing? And if not, then that's going to affect your quarterback and that's going to affect your receivers. And so whereas you may drop back and have perfect timing in other games, when you got to get this ball out quicker, you know, even though you can anticipate a throw, a lot of times the receiver may have to work a DB, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. and then he may not come out that break just right. Whereas you're playing against a not-so-good team, you make, it, you make up for that. But if you're playing against a team that's on point like these guys were, you had to be precise. Am I correct there, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's the back end that everybody looks at, the, the media, the, the cameras. Everybody's focused on the back end, which right. is the end of the play. 
and not the beginning of the play. End of the play doesn't matter if, if it doesn't work right at the beginning of the play. And what Nate's referring to is, is being able to, the quarterback being able to set his feet. Now, Dak, Dak is one of those quarterbacks. He's a Tom Brady kind of a thrower. Yeah. He needs to have his feet set. He's best with his feet set in the pocket rather than on the run, running to his left, throwing back to his right. Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, those are the guys that can make those throws, but they're not as good in the pocket. So we've got a quarterback that's, that's one of the best in the league and ever play the game in the pocket. And uh, so we need the offensive line and the system that, that facilitates that, okay, that type of a thrower – and um, we didn't have it the other day. Yeah, Kevin, I think everyone felt really good about this team up until the Broncos game. Everybody was like, okay, this uh, lock for the playoffs. They're, yep. they're, we're playing for the number one seed. Then you hit a bump in the road with the Broncos. And then it's like, okay, you're going to have a bad game. You got punched in the mouth. You right. bounce back. You have a, a do what you need to do against Atlanta. You, you sock them in the mouth. You, you dominate them. You come out. You don't look back. Then you hit another bump in the road with Kansas City, and sure. now it's kind of like, okay, what is this team? We thought we knew. Now it's kind of like, where are they at? What, where do you think they're at right now? I still have a lot of confidence in this team. This, this has been a really weird NFL season. You think about some of the games that you've seen this year. Especially the last few weeks. Exactly. Crazy. You know, Buffalo loses to Jacksonville. You know, the Titans lose to Houston this past Sunday. These teams have been going through a lot this year. So, for me, it's about how the Cowboys respond after a loss. They have another opportunity to do so on a short, short turnaround this week. And more importantly, when you start thinking about the games going into December now, you got to go on the road to New Orleans after this week and then figuring out how do you still compete at the top of the NFC, you know, with the Packers and the Cardinals teams that are still jockeying, you know, for the number one seed. So I still have a lot of confidence in this team. This team is getting healthier. You know, we saw Demarcus Lawrence get activated. Hopefully he's coming back here in the next week or two. You know, C.D. Lamb, all these guys are starting to get healthy. That's going to be huge for this team going forward to continue to build that momentum and continuity that they wanted to have, you know, coming into a stretch like this where they're going to be playing, you know, important games. So I still have a lot of confidence in this team, though. You know, uh, and me and Shannon go through this periodically. I, I, I like to think that this Cowboys team is a good, is a good football team. And what I mean by that is, this is their first full year with the coaches being able to put their hands mm -hmm. on them and doing and getting these players in the right frame of mind. And it ain't rather, it ain't about now. It's about what's going to be about four weeks mm -hmm. from now when you when you really into, everybody's into the grind and into the now your team begins to know who they are. We get a few players back by that time in three or four weeks. We should have uh, D Law back. We should have uh, Randy Gregory, Randy Gregory back. back. Mm -hmm. We should have even our uh, Gallimore, we, we didn't forgot about him. Yeah. We should have yeah. him back, and he should be playing a role in this. And now, if we can just fortunately keep everybody healthy, now you're fighting for one of those top four playoff spots if you can just become a better team. Right now, you're just a good team. Yeah. You, you've, you've, the AFC West is the, is the league. The, the, right now, they are the NFL, the Raiders, the, the, the Chargers. The, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs. They, they, they set the standard for the last three, two or three years because remember when we was playing the East was it. NFC East, we set the standard. They set the standard, and this is how you got to play ball. Do you have the players to either get better or to learn how to play like that on a faster level? All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, what's up with Zeke in the running game? Let's talk about that a little bit. And eventually we're going to get into a Thanksgiving Day 
battle that we're going to experience tomorrow between the Cowboys, and it still sounds so weird for me to say this, the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. That, that's, that's, Nate's, the Raiders. that's Nate's second favorite team. Yes, sir, we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. Coming up all next, right. all that and more with the great Danny White. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Cowboys Crosstalk. Crosstalk. Yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Yes, WBC Mortgage. Join the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Wait till after the show, but go visit swbcmortgage.com to find a pro today. Shannon Gross joined by Kevin Gray, yes, Nate sir. Newton, and Danny White. Let's get back to it. So Dan, many things to Danny get to. White would we not be Gray, sitting here if it wasn't for Nate Newton. So. Gray and White. <laughs> Gray and White. That's, we do have Gray and White. In yeah. living color. That's yeah. right. In that's living right. color. Oh, that's right. 
Why is that, Danny? You said you wouldn't be sitting there if Nate if it wasn't for Nate. Danny White would well, you went down the list. Yeah. I'm just saying the last guy wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the next to last guy. Lock him up. You know, friend. people and as as you get older, as I get older, you gain more of an appreciation for for the parts of the game that made it possible for you to do what you did. And and these guys, the the Nate Newtons of the world, of course, made it possible for us quarterbacks to do anything. The fans. Yes. Um, you know, the media. Yes. Parts of the game that at the time when we were playing the game, we didn't probably give it a second thought. But now, looking back on it, man, it's it's huge. Unfortunately, you can't go back and and do all the things you'd like to do for them to say thank you. Um, but it, it, it's a big deal. And every chance I get to do something that says thank you to the fans, to the media, to, the, to my teammates, I do it because um, uh, you don't know how many more chances you're going to get. That's awesome. You know what? We have four media members Somehow yeah. we all wound over up in to the, the media. Over to the dark side. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. We came over Let, to the dark let's, side. Let's just we? real quick. Kevin, how did you get into media? Did you know that's what Ooh, you that's wanted to do? That's a long story, man. That's a long story. Well, well we only have uh, I guess the quickest, 15 minutes in this segment. The quickest so. version I could tell you is that I used to work in insurance, did that for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Your boy got an itch to do sports media because he couldn't play on the actual field. So I was like, let's see if I can <clears> just you know, cover some sports. Started a podcast. Uh, about seven, eight years ago, and just worked my way up from there, man. And here I am sitting next to Nate Newton and Danny White talking Cowboys football at the Cowboys Club. So podcast. Probably today. never would have thought that 10, 15 years ago, would you? No, no, had no idea. Wasn't even on the radar. Gonna, I had no idea. Nate, no. Did, did you at any point in your career know that you were going to wind up in the media? Did you have that itch? How, no, how did you wind no, up here? No, no. What it was, my story is long, too. It's too long, so I'm. I'm <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? Come you on, got you, the Nate, version, you always no, Nate, Nate, you always <laughs> squirm <laughs> out of questions. Look at us. We're coming back to you, Nate. Yeah. Danny, how'd you? How did, he's, he's good at it. How did you get into? Uh, how'd you get into media? I don't. Eat, I don't know. You know, when, when, when you get out of when you get out of your career, you go one way. You go into coaching, uh-huh. or you go into the media. Yep. Right. You know, I went into coaching, and for 15 years, I coached. In the Arena Football League. Yes, he did. And um, had a great time doing that. And then when the Arena Football League went away for me, uh, it was Compass Media that came to me and started up this Cowboys. It was was a matter of timing. Mm -hmm. They started up the, the national radio broadcast, wanted me to head it up. And, I mean, it was a match made in heaven. And, and we just have done it ever since. It's been 12 years now. Uh, that we've been doing this, and and um, we've got a great group around Michelle Salvatore, our producer. We've been together now for 12 years, and um, it's it's just been a blast. It, 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 I, I, I think I researched it a little bit. They y'all went into areas where it was hard for the Cowboys media to get into, and they went and penetrated well, these areas. I'm correct or wrong? Or? No, you're right. There, there's two teams that have really a national and an international fan base. Mm-hmm. It's the Cowboys and the Raiders. Yes. And, and so they, those are the two teams that Compass went after. So you got Brad and Babe, and those of you that are within the local listening area, I think it's 500 miles or whatever it is, yes. 
are stuck with them. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. We love Brad and Bay. We love, we love them. People come to me and say, how, do, how can we listen to it? Well, if you live in Dallas, you can't. You know, you're stuck with Brad and Babe. And I say that, as you know, yeah. lovingly, because Brad. there is nobody that ever did it better than Brad. Brad Sham and, of course, Babe Laufenberg. And, and so anything outside of that, we're, we're, a, uh, we're, we're in two, over 200 markets. And um, it's a syndicated broadcast so that in every market we're on, it's a different station. Um, it's not like Sirius. It's not, you know, it's uh, so it, people say, well, how, how do I listen to it in Salt Lake City? Well, you got to go find us. You yeah. know? And, and, and my family, uh, they're all over the country and they all want to listen to it. And they can as long as their local team is not playing at the same time. Yeah. We, we, we get blacked out if the local team is playing. Nate, so, you, you used to actually be one of the guys that actually liked talking to the media in the locker room, yeah, right? Yeah, did always. It, did that always. have anything to do with you coming over to the dark side? Uh, yeah, the thing is, uh, a guy, I can't, Tom is his name. He called, man, and a guy, and I can't think, ESPN, local. This is when they had a local affiliation. And uh, they called me and said, hey, man, we want you to do uh, a segment. And that's how I started. I started doing a segment. And then. When was this? How long ago? Uh, Randy Galloway helped me get in the door. And, okay. And, and, and there was wanting. There was wanting. Right? See that? See that? <laughs> there was wanting uh-huh. uh, my, uh, Michael Irvin or Dion. And Dion was like, okay, I'll do it, but I need my guy Nate. I didn't even mm. know what was going on behind the scenes. There you go. So they called me wow. in and said, hey, we want you to do a segment. I did the segment. Then it turned into an hour. Then it turned into two hours. Then I turned into, you know. I didn't want to get on a regular show because I think Randy wanted me to be a guy that breaks down plays and all that because Broadus did it first, then another young man. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that, but I, I like popping in <laughs> two or three times a week. So, I'm not trying to break down film Yeah, no so I did with Coop for an hour. We did it right before Randy came on, and we did a little, uh, Nate and Coop for an hour, and it was, it was very popular. And then the radio station changed. And so I went to nights, and uh, – I would tell them, say, I don't care how many nights a week y'all want me, because at nighttime, I love it. Anytime after 8, 6 o'clock, I'm like, call me. So I started out doing one or two nights a week, then one time I did five nights, and one time I did four. So I was that guy. I was the Chris, like Chris Arnold. I was just that guy. Mm-hmm. And then the Cowboys called and said, uh, Scott Purcell said, hey, man, would you like to do this? And I came over and I did it. He said, would you like to do this? I came <laughs> over and I did it. There you go. And then I went out to – they called me out to the uh, to the training camp, John Hickman, and uh, I started doing it like me and you did. I started just hollering at the fans, talking to them because we had this runway. If you've ever and, been yeah. to the carnival, the fair, and, yeah. and the clown that's in the dunk booth yeah. that just talks yeah. trash yeah. to everybody, that yeah. was Nate. That was the training so camp. I'm talking to yeah. folks. I'm getting people without to sign the dunking up. booth. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going crazy and everything. Blah, blah, blah. John Hickman said, "I like that. You want to come next year? You want to stay a week?" Because it started out two days. They still want to stay a week. <laughs> well, you want to stay the whole training camp? Then all of a sudden, I was in like Flint. And so they tried to get rid of me. But I was like, nah, you can't do that now. I'm like a tick. I'm so, so, the, so the moral to this story for anybody listening that's trying to break into the business, do any and everything you Thank get you. asked that's to right. do. Never say no. No, that's right. And just Facts. whether you want to do it or not, 
grind it out, and you never know what's going to happen because it fact, sounds like true. we all up here on this panel <laughs> yeah. started out just not yeah. saying no, and and, and somehow, then you have to get are. discovered, and then you yeah. a guy yeah. like Nate. Now, like uh, people kind of knew who I was, but yeah. Nate, yeah, to to see the game from his perspective, okay. First of all, is unique, but second of all, to find that guy <laughs> that can also actually put three words together, yeah, and is articulate and can speak about it and say it in a way that the fans understand it. Now you got something special, and and it's just a matter of people knowing about a guy like Nate, and he's going to have all the work he wants. Just don't ask him to read a roster. Yeah, I can't read <laughs> some, some of them names. Can't read. Uh, yeah, like, no, like some of them names. Those names. Like get number ninety one for the Raiders. Shade, man. Like the, no, no, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. How about Osa Odigizua? Yeah. Oh, okay, Danny. There you yeah. go. Hey, there it, you go. It took him six Wait, weeks to be able to it say his first stop. name. No, it starts. Three and letters, stops. Nate. Osa. It starts and stops. It starts and stops with Osa. We've all. You can dig the rest of it later. We've all. All learned how to pronounce did he get his Haralahu? Yeah. Did yeah. he get that down? Which what? Liram Haralahu. Did he get that one down? Not, who in the world no. was that? The, the, kicker. The, the kicker. I don't even deal down. with kickers. <laughs> he the said the kicker I dealt with was Danny. He was the punter. He said he ain't gonna be here long enough anyway. I got Danny. He was the punter. I tell you what. Let's take our last break. When we come back, in the last break, while we were off the air, Danny had a great. He had a great topic that I want to talk about. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Cowboys Raiders. And what we think is going to happen in that game. All that and more when we come back with our guest of honor tonight, Danny White. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
BC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. SWBCPEO, helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPEO.com to find out more after the show. We are here, Shannon Gross in Cowboys Club on this Thanksgiving Eve. To my right, Kevin Gray. To his right, the great Nate Newton. And to his right, the great Danny White. And before we get to Danny's topic that he brought up in the last break, I brought this up and I forgot about it, so I just want to touch on it really quick. Don't spend a lot of time on it. Are you guys worried about Zeke? No. No. We're worried about him how? His injuries. Some people have said he's not looking like he, he, he was in the last game like he has previously in the year. Just want to know if you guys are worried. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as, long as, as long as we get the, the big boys up front. So we're good. Okay. That's, that's uh, my theory. All right. Yeah. That's my theory, man. A, a running on. back has to, see, has to see a crease. Yes. There has to be some softness. Sunday, you handed the ball to Zeke, and boom, he, he was hit. Almost the same time the ball got to him. Runbacks don't like that. And, but if they can see just a little crack of daylight and a guy like, like Zeke, that's all he needs. And he needs less of one than most running backs. All right. Good enough for me. Let's move on to what your topic that you brought up in the last break, and I thought it was great, is every year this happens. Teams start out of the gate, and you're like, they're going to run away with the division. They're running away with the conference. They're doing this. You're starting to position yourself for the, the playoffs halfway through the season, and it's like a horse race. Then all of a sudden, some of those teams drop back, and some teams start to surge. Now you're starting to see, Danny, you brought this up, teams that are positioning themselves yeah. to make this playoff run and leapfrog other teams. You mentioned the Patriots. Watch yeah. out for the Eagles, right? You've got the AFC West is kind of up for grabs. You've got all these, all these, you know, the Packers. Who do you guys see right now that, that worry you about surging and, and, and passing other teams to be on the lookout for? You can stick to the NFC or you can even go over to the AFC and, and tell me who, who you're looking at right now. I think for me, and Danny brought up, you know, this team earlier, you know, it's the Philadelphia Eagles and more so because of, you know, they got a really easy schedule for the rest of the season. You know, their schedule is not great. Jalen Hurts continues to emerge week over week. Not that I feel like the Eagles will win the NFC East by any means, but this is a team that could finish maybe 10 and 7, 9 and 8 and catch themselves in the NFC, you know, wild card spot. So the way that they've been playing a bit better every week, uh, I think Philadelphia Eagles uh, are pretty dangerous as they try to make their way up as far as the NFC wild card spot is concerned. Yeah, I, I mean, the Eagles scare me a little bit, mostly because they're, they're in our division. Um, but, you know, I, I, look at, I look at coaches too. Mm -hmm. and, and so I will never bet against Belichick. I will never, never bet against uh, Andy Reid. Nate, that sounds familiar. <laughs> they're, huh? they're, those two, those, now they're both in the AFC. Yeah. So... So they're not an immediate threat until you get to the Super Bowl, but to the Cowboys. But, but those two organizations, right now, there's this. Yeah, Here they come. here they come, and those are two teams. Now the the Rams are the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, in the NFC, I think, because they held out Kyler Murray another week to get him. Now he's got a bye week, so he's going to be 100% going down the stretch. Mm -hmm. 
Um, look what the Rams have done the last couple weeks, you know, with their signings. And, man, they are building a monster out there. So those are the teams that I'm seeing right now that are timing this whole thing up, and, and the coaches are doing a great job of putting those groups together. I, I tell you, it's right here. And, uh, you know, I get some kickback from this uh, – this team in a world of wildness in the NFL, them Cardinals are so consistent. Mm. They are so And you don't hear consistent. just a lot about them yes. either, you know? Yes. And that was like, a nice win going to Seattle with Colt Like McCoy. you said, yeah. the, the, the main quarterback's not there. Yeah. The, watch out. Watch out. And uh, that, that right there. And, uh, and I almost lost my mind, man. And, 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 and forgot about Coach Belichick. I almost lost my mind. But he, 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 he quickly He's kind of just me. hiding yeah. back in the weeds, yeah. isn't he? Just he qu- lurking. Yeah. That defense is really good for New England. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that quarterback, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I liked it the way Seattle did it when they, with Wilson when he was young. Mm-hmm. They had the team. I liked it when, we, when Dak first was a rookie. I, we had the team. Now you just got to get a guy that don't make mistakes. Tom Brady – has became the goat by not making mistakes. You you just but you very subtly said something that people don't understand. You don't always start with a quarterback. You're right. You build what's around and, and if you can do it the way the draft is set up now, you get those first five years almost for free. But then you better have you better have something done in those first five years before you give them that, that forty, fifty million yes, dollar sir. year contract. Um and that's a little bit kind of what scares me about the Cowboys. They've waited now. Those offensive linemen have gotten a little bit older, and Dak and Zeke. Right. Um, so they better get something done here in the next couple of years. But the, to time all that up, and, and I've always been a believer in that you get the team and then you find the quarterback uh, more so than what everybody talks about starting with a quarterback. And, I'm with you 100%. You know, so, so um, yeah, that's – that's what I'm seeing. You do it with a season, and you do it with a career. You do it with a 10-year, a, a decade, but you also do it within each season. And right now, those are the teams that I see, at least, right now that, uh, that everybody better watch out for. They're, they're, they're well-coached, well-organized, and they'll be there at the end. All right, Kevin, you start us off. What do the Cowboys need to do tomorrow to get the dub and have victory Friday? I think it's two things. For me, it starts with the offensive line. You know, you get Tyron Smith back, you know, alongside Connor McGovern, Leo Collins, you know, at the right tackle spot. You know, last week, you know, they got dominated up front, you know, with Chris Jones and Frank Clark, and those guys really getting after them. And I think the other thing, too, is how does Kellen Moore schematically get these receivers open? I think last week these receivers had a lot of difficulty beating one-on-ones, beating press coverage, and not really able to get off and get a chance to get Dak Prescott open targets last week. So how Kellen Moore gets these receivers open, hopefully CeeDee Lamb will be able to play tomorrow. And if he is, that's going to be a guy that I'm looking for to have a big game. They gave him number 88 for a reason, and he's going to have to step up big time <laughs> against a, a, a Raiders team that can get after the quarterback. You know, Max Crosby, you know, Yannick Ngakwe, these guys can get after the passer. So I want to see how, how Kellen Moore. Say again, Yannick Ngakwe? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah you. you got Thank it. Uh, how they get after, you know, they can get after Dak. So, Kellen Moore is going to be under the microscope uh, tomorrow to see if he can get these receivers open for Dak. Well, and what do you have to have when you have press coverage? What does a quarterback have to have? Time. Time, yeah. That's <laughs> the two fit together. I mean, I go all the way back to the 80s with Buddy Ryan and the Bear defense. And, and the reason it worked is because 
those guys out on the corners. They were going to get open eventually, but by then the quarterback was laying on his back. So, so you put the two together, and that's what Kansas City did to us the other day, and it was beautiful. So, uh, yeah, it's to me, to me, it's pass rush and running game. It's those guys in the trenches. That's why I keep, you know, every time I have a chance to say thank you to a guy like Nate, man, those guys don't get the credit they deserve because it all starts. You, you've got nothing if you don't win that battle in the trenches. Uh, forget, I don't care how good your receivers are. I don't care how good your quarterback is if you don't win that battle in the trenches. I tell you what, it, a quality run game. I'm not looking for 150, mm. 160. I'm looking for 120 good rough yards, you know, to keep the chains moving. To Four give yards of carry. Yeah, 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 just keep the chains moving and, yeah. be, and be dominant in the red zone. And, and Got to capitalize yeah. in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. so – I think, and Nate, that's a good point because I think everyone, everyone thinks you got to establish the run game, right? Right. You can do that early or late, though, yeah, right? That's right. That's right. You can. So, what's the best way? To, is it better to come out running the ball and establish that, or is it better to, you know, because they, you think that they, they probably are thinking the same thing. We got, we got to take care, take away the run game. Do you come out and throw it around a little bit and then establish it later? This what, AFC you do? West. Uh, opponents that we've played, they 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 want to make you be one dimensional real quick, and they and they gonna come out and try to smother us in the run. So if we can get some quality runs, and I'm not talking about we have to just ah get some quality runs when it counts. Yeah. Uh, play play great situational football. If it's third and two, let's see what Zeke gonna do. Let's don't play action pass a third and two, you know. But let's let's see what Zeke can do. With a third and two, if it's third and five, then okay, we may it's a guessing game. Got to stay but, on schedule. Yeah, but yeah. you got to stay on schedule. Yep. There you go, stay ahead yep. of the chains. Problem yeah. with with establishing a running game late is you got to have a lead. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you don't have the lead, you can't Thank do that. You. So you better get it going early. Yeah. Um, and the Cowboys are in a unique position. I mean, on paper, that two-headed monster that the Cowboys have is as good as any in the league, mm -hmm. you know, right. between Tony and yes. Zeke. And uh, the th great thing is Tony's improvement in pass protection. He can, he can, he's become a three down back. And so he can put him in on first down now, not wait till third down to put him in, but, and give Zeke uh, even more of a break. But yeah. yeah, we're, we're set up on paper to do it all. Now we just have to do it. All right, let's get down to our brass tax moment presented by Liberty Tax. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Join the team today at libertytax.com slash hiring Kevin. The Cowboys win if and your score prediction. The Cowboys win if the Cowboys run for at least 115 yards and they win 27-21 at home on Sunday. Or on Thursday, I should say. Excuse me. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Cow Cowboys win if they gain if they run the ball for an average of five yards on first down, and they uh, they they win uh, pretty easily um, three score win. All right, okay, I like right. it. Nate, what you got? Cowboys win because they're going to show up and they're the better team. <laughs> there you go. That's all there is to <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know how I feel. In, in they, win by one. If they win by one. If they win by third, I don't care. Just score yeah. more points the than the other team. Yeah. <laughs> what you think? What, what's, your, what's your thing? One minute. We got one minute. What you think? I, <sighs> <Man>. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know. What Just to say Cowboys win it in the show, Shannon. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. I think they, I think the running game is going to be key. You know, I, I think you can beat this team 
by slinging it around. Right. But I think you've got to establish the run game. I'm going to – I'm, I don't know what the offense can do without Amari, so I'm mm. not going to go real high over 30. Mm. I'm probably going to go 27-21 Cowboys. So I like it. You excited to see Luke Combs at halftime, Nate? Yes, sir. 35-17. 35-17 <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys. 35-17. There we go. All right. Nate, it's always a pleasure. Kevin, thank you so much for you coming out it. tonight. Good to see you. Hey, man. Danny, thank you for joining the show. It was great. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This has been Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Yes, sir. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?